Thank you for listening in right now. Glad to have you here. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's connect online. You can reach Greener Thoughts by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in each episode's show notes. You can do so via the Anchor app or by email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. Hello everyone. So there aren't any environmental announcements or special uh, updates I want to provide for this podcast episode. So I'm going to just move ahead to our next segment, which is headlines from the hemispheres. As you know, it is a quick briefing on all things environmental and across the globe. Our first headline is out of Germany, and I was inspired to talk about this next uh, subject a bit because I watched this video on DW.com. I love that site and they have amazing YouTube videos and I decided to talk about this. So a, a natural substitute for polystyrene is the subject of this and it all started when a research scientist was uh, starting back in 2008 and he's since developed the um the project. Uh, his name is Ali Reza Karazipour, and he's a research scientist, and he has a huge science team, and they've been developing this amazing alternative to the troublesome, pesky uh, packaging material that we know about as polystyrene. It is in everything from your takeout containers to building materials and everything in between, and it really doesn't truly break down. So uh, he has developed in his team and has developed with his uh, knowledge this amazing uh, material just that's uh, popcorn. And it's a uh, ground up maize that is essentially the makings of great popcorn. And it's solidified by plant proteins. And so it becomes like a type of solid that can be pressed into different types of shapes and molded into things like packaging uh, materials and insulation for homes and even furniture. They've got a lot of different uh, ways that they make this uh, material work for them. And he says that this material is completely compostable and it also can be used to feed animals. And so the popcorn board material, it barely burned in fire tests compared to the polystyrene. And good news is that by fall 2021, this environmental packaging material will go on the market. So be sure to keep your eyes peeled for it. Next is some news uh, out of Greenland, and it's about their ice sheets. Canary in the coal mine, Greenland ice has shrunk beyond return, study finds. This bad news was unfortunately reported uh, on Reuters.com, and Greenland is the subject of it. So Greenland's ice sheet has shrunk beyond the point of no return. Yes, this unfortunately has happened in our lifetime and there's no going back from this. The ice has melted away as quickly as the world has has climbed beyond uh, record heights of 
uh, climate warming emissions and many other things, according to glaciologists from Ohio State University. And the scientists, they went and studied data from the many glaciers across the Arctic Territory. They studied a little bit more than 230 uh, different glaciers spanning about 34 years through um, the year 2018. And they found that the annual snowfall was not enough to gradually uh, replenish the, um, the snow and ice um, of the uh, the glaciers that would happen, they, those would be lost in the summertime. So there was no uh, snowfall uh, gradually um, replenishing the glaciers. And over time, of course, that would be uh, lost again in the periods of the summer when that snow would melt. Now, melting is a global crisis, but um, it is really severe because it will cause the global seas to rise about a millimeter on average every single year. But if all of Greenland's ice sheets go, then essentially that means that there's gonna be six meters of sea levels rising on average. That study was published in the journal Nature Communications, Earth and Environment. Last but not least is the uh, information regarding uh, India and its air pollution and bees being affected. An overlooked threat to the honeybee, air pollution. Gris.org had that story, and this is out of India. Now, we all know that air pollution is deadly uh, for many things because of our health, mainly something uh, for those who are affected by asthma or maybe have heart disease or maybe a pregnant. This could cause severe complications uh, for the mother-to-be and for the fetus inside and also uh, have lower life expectancies for those who live in uh, air um, polluted areas uh, that are severe enough to uh, mess with daily life and uh, make you essentially live uh, less, uh, longer, and, and you know, shorten your lifespan amongst other types of things. So scientists uh, in uh, India, in the National Center for um, Biological Sciences in Bangalore, India, they chose three different uh, sites and places within the city that had very uh, different levels of pollution. One was a rural site, and there were a few other sites too, and they studied how uh, smoke, soot, and dust in the air were impacting bees in their health and uh, pollination activities. Uh, after this, the researchers brought the bees back to their lab and they saw uh, firsthand how the bees uh, had survived or how long they survived after coming back from the lab. And more than 80% of the ones that they collected, the bees that they collected are from those air polluted sites uh, they they died within 24 hours. The rest of the bees died on the second day, so they couldn't even really be studied. Now, most of the bees were um, from the rural areas and less polluted areas. Uh, those survived for more than four days. The wonderful news that we're going to learn about uh, right now is out of treehugger.com. They had an amazing piece on shredded paper and I figured that it would be great for those who are in intensive office environments 
who work from home, who deal with paper a ton and who want to make use of it. For those who want to find new ways of dealing with shredded paper, maybe they work in an office where, you know, 24-7 someone's shredding something and you want to learn what to do with that paper, how to safeguard it and protect it and make sure that it's not uh, in the wrong hands, especially if you're dealing with uh, shredded paper that's not all the way shredded or what types of shredded paper are best for the types of uses that you want with it. This is a great episode for those who do love using paper in different ways and just are kind of stuck of uh, finding out what to do with their shredded paper. Maybe you can't really recycle the paper that you shredded. Maybe it's not available locally where you live and so you want some new pointers uh, for um, how to make uh, the, the most of the shredded paper that you already have. Now, this is a great podcast episode to come back to over and over again and to share with colleagues or friends you know or people who deal a lot with paper especially over the the course of their their jobs or maybe what they do uh, for hobby um so we're going to start off with the sort of things you can do with shredded paper because there are about 10 uh, different uh things that you can do that a tree hugger uh, had covered in their article so the first is to make it uh, useful as packing material. This is one of my favorite things because you can essentially make any object that you're shipping or sending to someone as maybe a gift and you're trying to hand deliver it to them. You can make this essentially uh, unbreakable or able to uh, be broken less often. Uh, this is great for um, sending uh, any types of uh, special uh, packages that you know are fragile, like maybe glass items or valuable items. Uh, you could also uh, use this packaging uh, material to sort um, and, and store those items in them. Or even when you're moving, this is precious too. Number two is to use shredded paper for kitty litter. So you happen to uh, not have that uh, 10, 15 pound bag of kitty litter and you have all this shredded paper around and you wanna make use of it. Well, you can do so and use it for kitty litter. Uh, Cats like uh, things that have a lot of depth to them, a lot of uh, mass and are squishy and are pretty durable in some ways. And kitty litter, uh, this would make the perfect substitute uh, if you're running low on kitty litter. And and it actually means that you'll use less litter over time because uh, shredded paper holds its weight a lot. It's extremely dense. Uh, What you can do with paper uh, sheets and making them shredded, they hold themselves Um, to a a great standard. So they're perfect for something like kitty litter. Number three is to stuff uh, shredded paper and other things too in empty toilet paper rolls or cut them up um, uh, from uh, paper towel rolls that you may have in your kitchen. And this can make a kindling for your fire or to burn something in a hurry. It's great. So if you do have uh, paper towel rolls or maybe you recycle them, if you haven't uh, uh, been able to recycle them for a while and you have them maybe stored up, um, then this would be great to use, again, stuffing them with whatever you can find, um, but using, uh, first of all, the shredded paper to stuff in those paper towel rolls. Maybe you can use some uh, wood kindling or some other type of dry material too to stuff in your 
um, rolls in Make a Fire quickly. Number four is that you can use shredded paper to make more paper. There are videos on this on YouTube. I didn't even know that this is what people did or did for like a hobby or even art uh, or art and crafts projects um, because it's, it's kind of uh, magical that you can make paper from more paper. But you can go uh, search online uh, if you're in the mood for how to even make paper because there are videos on how to do that and uh, recycle paper just to make more paper. So that's a really great uh, use for you know people who want to experiment and kind of have fun uh, and, and make paper. Number five is to stuff the shredded uh, paper in an opaque uh, vase to keep your uh, silk flower arrangements in place and have those together and looking beautiful. Number six is to use shredded paper uh, in, uh, in, in, in the way of donating it to an animal shelter where it will be used for something like bedding or litter and uh, just be sure to call first to see if they even need it because maybe they do need it maybe they're running low maybe you could be their go-to person for shredded paper and it's amazing what you can do uh, with that shredded paper and there are other organizations that probably need it so if you're able to make use of it be sure to call them first off to see if they have enough or maybe they are in need of some number seven is to use shredded paper as a filler for gift bags I love this because it's so uh, unique as a, as a filler, um, not even just a shipping uh, boxes from one place to another. Maybe you have uh, some uh, picture frames or um, some fragile items, maybe some keepsakes that you want to go ahead and ship. Uh, fillers are great, um, especially with gift bags because they can be reused again as well as the bag itself. So it's really uh, multi-use for who's ever getting the gift uh, from you. Number eight is to go ahead and use shredded paper as a bit of a layer of mulch, uh, especially if you're uh, using it under uh, dirt or you can use it as a, a, a bit of uh, compost or, or, or try to make a bit of a mulch out of it. It's best with something like plain white paper or, or maybe newspaper. Newspaper is amazing um, for that. But uh, beware of papers like your colored paper or extra glossy or shiny paper because those easily do not break down as, 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 as well. And uh, they're not so good for burning because they have extra types of chemicals in them that make them glossy and shiny. Number nine are to uh, try and use a shredded paper uh, as a type of paper clay. So for those who like to build um, models or like to uh, really play with their hands or maybe love paper mache projects, I think that you'll enjoy using uh, paper in this way. You can search online for DIY shredded paper, uh, clay models or projects or things that get you started, especially if you like working with molds or casts in some way, then you'll love making paper clay projects. And lastly, number 10, we have uh, the option of you just um, using the shredded paper to give to someone. You can use places like um, FreeCycle, for example, uh, Facebook, uh, different groups, or their online uh, uh, neighborhood swap uh, marketplace that they have. You can use that. 
there are other places too um, that you can go ahead and uh, you know give that shredded paper to as well. Uh, any place that uh, maybe you can sell the paper as is or or shred it in big hefty uh, bulk um, masses and sell that you know maybe on Etsy or maybe eBay or another site to Craigslist uh, perhaps you'll have uh, you know just the sellers. Um, uh, profile that you can make and then you can uh, sell in in mass these different types of uh, shredded paper uh, uh, group groupings and it could be great for you know people who actually need that paper and you're the go-to source for it so uh, it's a win-win I think there are so many different uses for shredded paper that there's really no excuse to not find a way to make it useful. Uh, there are um, ways that I use it that I really love and appreciate and you know I want to know how you uh, use shredded paper like do you use it for packaging and shipping uh, certain products or making uh, your uh, business a, a little bit uh, um, one to go the extra mile and, and make the packaging a bit more green in that way? Or uh, do you even live near you know, some place where you can recycle the paper? Because that can be a, a barrier for some. Maybe they don't live in a place where uh, they can uh, simply uh, shred their paper and put it in a bag or have their um, municipality or their county pick it up. Um, their region maybe doesn't have the proper sorting for it. There are tons of reasons why um, shredded paper sometimes isn't uh, collected by your recycling facility traditionally because uh, it's a mess and it can get everywhere and sort of clog up the uh, recycling sorting machines and it can be kind of troublesome in that way. Um, and then uh, there may not be too many markets that are willing to uh, process it further. Not saying that there aren't, but it could be limiting depending on where you live. Now, I have a few different uses for a shredded paper, and I love uh, using this paper for, for filling, uh, especially with presents and gifts. So around maybe Christmas time, I'll use them. I'll use a recycled box and have wrapping paper or sometimes a bag and I'll stuff it with recycled um, shredded paper, which is amazing. I love using like cardboard. It's really nifty and uh, the shredder that I have, it has it come out in, in pretty great, um, not sizable chunks, but medium cross cut um, chunks. So um, there's, you know, added security there a little bit. It's got a little bit of density to it. And um, I also use it sometimes for composting. Uh, that shredded material, I love it because it is a, a brown and rich material. It breaks down pretty fast. I'm going to add some uh, good uh, mixes to the leaves and other uh, components I have in my own, you know, compost. So I love it in that way too. It really doesn't um, take away from the compost because you can never really get enough browns uh, in your compost, but you want to uh, balance it out with some greens, some hardy uh, materials too. It's also great, I think, for uh, shipping um, different types of uh, items too, like um, 
if you're going to return items, maybe you, you had a bad um, buy on maybe Amazon or eBay or some other type of uh, e-commerce site and you want to go ahead and ship off this product and you still have the box and you have your packaging tape, uh, you might as well use your uh, shredded paper to go ahead and box the item and, and send it right back as long as you have the shipping label or you're paying out of pocket either way. And then lastly, I love using shredded paper in envelopes if I don't have the security um, envelopes, which you can get by the box. Um, and they're, they're specialty security envelopes because uh, on the insides, they're, um, they're covered by a certain uh, blue or darker uh, inked pattern. And so it kind of protects the insides. Uh, the contents of the envelope from outside eyes and so they're great to stuff in envelopes if you want a little bit of padding uh, security uh, and weight to your envelopes and making sure that it's not easily um, torn by maybe someone trying to pry into your envelopes in your mail and so it's a it's a great way to use um, that in envelopes and so I love shredded paper for its packaging properties and composting properties and able to uh, use them for gifts and, and presents and those type of uh, needs there. So I really hope that you examine uh, how you use shredded paper because it could really open up your eyes and you know have it be used a little bit more uh, in your uh, everyday life or maybe every so often or just for uh, different uh, ways that you wouldn't have thought of before. Uh, checking out this podcast. The Mother Earth Minutes is where we review, in the next few minutes, proactive things that we can all do to combat the issue in the episode and to protect Mother Earth. Simply, this uh, Mother Earth Minutes uh, really is uh, great for those who want to learn about the types of shredders that are out there and what is uh, particularly shreddable. And uh, with the first tip, it's just learning about the different types of shredders, uh, the three most common types that are out there and whether the pros about each one of them and sort of the details about them. And then next, the other tip are the types of paper that you can, of course, shred. These are just a a small sample list. I, I tried thinking of as many as I could and browse around the internet to find a few uh, types of paper examples to fill in the gaps. But this is a pretty lengthy list, and so you may not have all these types of papers, but every so often maybe you will, and these are great uh, uh, ways to make uh, paper shred piles. So with the types of shredders, there are about three different types or three different kinds of shredders that you could have in the types of uh, ways that they cut the paper material. So there's the strip uh, cut way, and it shreds the paper in long strips, and they're great for uh, basic use, for light use. Um, they're great uh, for maybe craft projects, uh, definitely for getting rid of um, uh, paper material. Maybe it may not be the best way to safeguard uh, the paper, especially if you want to try and cut it up a bit smaller, but it'll get the job done if you really want something quick. Cross cut is where the paper is cut into cross sections, so the angles of the uh, shred blades are a little bit um, uh, more um, 
I wouldn't say lengthier, but they're cut in a, a certain angle in a way that will make it so that the paper is cut uh, crossways. And so you're going to have little uh, smaller bits of paper. They're not going to be minuscule, but they're going to be probably unreadable if you uh, definitely mesh um, and, and mix that paper really well. And it's more secure than your strip uh, cut types of uh, paper shredders. And then lastly are the micro cut or particle shredders that are out there. These will shred the paper to a confetti uh, level piece and it's the highest level security if you're trying to shred paper um, in a paper shredder. Now number two are the different types of paper that you can definitely shred. Uh, there are many, many different types and maybe all around the world there are different uh, varying types as well. But we're gonna look at some of the common types uh, that most everyone will probably know or have uh, used at some point uh, or another. So there are, of course, um, examples of junk mail that you can use. Really nifty if you want to sort the junk mail pile after you've probably called the companies or advertisers and you don't want the junk mail anymore, be sure to shred it. That's a way to do that with junk mail. Uh, scrap paper. Anything that you've, that you've written on uh, many, many times and is probably unreadable and you want to shred it, scrap paper uh, is a paper that you can, of course, shred. Uh, old documents, uh, old magazines, especially if they pile up a bit more. Uh, unwanted books, if you have old ratty tatty books, uh, they're great to get rid of, especially if they're unwanted by others. Flyers, flyers that you've had that aren't maybe laminated or they aren't safeguarded or in uh, special um, uh, sleeves, then you will have maybe one or two find a way to get rid of them and shredding is a way to do that. Paper bags. Paper bags don't always last as long as we think that they will and so if you want to make a new life out of it make it some packaging material. You can do that by shredding it. Um, there's also a cardboard is a, is a really great example. I love shredding cardboard. It is so amazingly dense and it's great for packing material and for gifts and presents. A construction paper will serve you well in the in the crafts and art space, but if you want to make new use out of it, especially since it is colorful, you can go ahead and shred it. A craft paper, same thing. A greeting cards, uh, old greeting cards, um, they are amazing, really nostalgic, and they can be really amazing keepsakes, but sometimes they don't make it to your uh, memory books and to your albums. So, you know, you might as well shred them, especially if they're really, really old. Uh, next are examples like business cards. Sometimes those can get really old or bent or discolored or unreadable. And so shredding them uh, is, is a great option to um, make use of the paper of the business card. Um, next is uh, notebook paper. Notebook paper is a great option too. Uh, schoolwork. This is everything from class projects to homework to everything in between. Uh, uh, next uh, are uh, receipts. Receipts are great uh, too. Uh, and then um, next are uh, different receipts. Receipts from uh, everything from the store, from online shopping, uh, from um, other types of businesses, maybe you have receipts that you thought that you'd keep or return the items, you can definitely go ahead and shred those. Uh, 
Now, newspapers are a common staple. I, w- I would highly advise you to go ahead and shred those, especially if you have n- newspapers that have been piling up for a long time or you're not in the collecting phase of uh, certain articles. And most often you can find digital copies or versions of newspapers and even magazines too. And then the last uh, two are old bills that are paid, of course. If you want to get rid of the paper, you can go ahead and shred it. And sometimes you can find out that you can either you know, check out your bill online or use bill pay and you don't even really get a receipt, you just pay it. Or you can check on your account and then see the receipt essentially is being paid. And then bank statements too. Those most often you can get paperless uh, bank statements, but uh, you can go the digital route uh, if you don't even have paper statements or want to deal with those. But for those who you know have the trusty bank statements and they love the paper versions, fine. Um, but if they're really really old or you have no longer a use for them, uh, those can be shredded too. fact of the day is that research shows that students who write out their notes on paper actually learn more than those taking notes by typing. That fact was sourced from wordfacts.org. You've arrived at the Eco Company Spotlight. It is a wonderful point in the Green and Thoughts program where we talk about amazing companies all over that have amazing eco-friendly products and services that they have. And I review uh, all of them and I love sharing all of them with you all. And I have fun doing it. I learned a little bit more about the companies uh, that I've uh, invested uh, money and time in and shared their products and used their products and services over the years. And you learned a little bit more about them, especially if they're a bit new to you or they're different or maybe you can't find them where you live. And I really have fun uh, talking about every different product uh, because it's something to learn out of them. And I've been doing a lot of reviews since about February 2019, and it gets better and better. And I have another great company that I want to let you know about uh, called Twist or also Twist Clean. Now, Twist Clean uses 100% plant-based materials in the manufacturing of their residential cleaning tools. They uh, definitely do not use any dyes or glues that you'll find in other types of traditional uh, sponges, and those are harmful to the environment. And uh, polyester scrubbers and sponges, they never really disappear at all from the planet, either either in a, a landfill environment or otherwise. And so they use a wood pulp uh, from uh, for their cellulose from FSC certified places and sources, and they uh, sew all their scrubbers by hand onto their cellulose bases. So as far as their commitment to sustainability, Twist uh, clean products are amazing because they're 100% plant-based. They have the the natural uh, loofahs to them. They have natural cellulose also. They also have materials like hemp, agave, and uh, cotton that they use. 
They also have their uh, products hand sewn together and they're free of any types of glue, bleach, or any type of dyes. And they're certified biodegradable uh, with the ASTM D6868 standard. As far as their products, they have a few different types of uh, products that you'll find. Uh, namely, they have uh, all dish uh, products or um, ones that uh, you can use for scrubbing your outside uh, environments or the kitchen, anywhere in between in your house. Uh, so they have their dish dumpling, they have their dish wand, it's perfect for your dishes. They have their Euro sponge. They have their naked sponges, which are kind of like uh, all natural, essentially kind of bare. And they have their loofah scrubby, and they have their loofah sponge. They also have other scrubbers, like their ravioli scrubber, which like the name suggests, that it's great for ravioli, any pasta dishes are hard, uh, baked on food dishes. After soaking, you can use the ravioli scrubber. They also have their scour pads and scrub uh, sponges. And then they have uh, sponge blossoms, which kind of bloom up like a sponge. They're super flat and they kind of just pop up when wet. Now, I love uh, Twist products uh, mainly because I've, I've used them for many years. I probably would say since maybe 2015, 2016, but they've been around since maybe uh, 2007 or so. And they had uh, presses recent on the website as far as 2010, 2011. Uh, but I do love uh, the many products that I have bought from them. I've bought them either from Target or from other places uh, similar to Target big box stores. Um, like, um, I love uh, the fact that their loofah sponges, those things last almost forever as long as the base of the cellulose and the loofah doesn't really um, come apart uh, again these are hand sewn but it's almost hard to tell that but they last a long time i probably had that sponge for maybe one two years or a little, maybe a little bit more than a year but it's extremely durable the only con i would have uh, for it is that the um the the base where the cellulose sponge kind of is that uh, can get dirty, uh, but there are probably ways to um, uh, de-stain it or make it a little bit wider again, so I'll have to figure out ways to do that. But other than that, it's like perfect. And I also bought a, um, a pack of scrub uh, sponges, which I didn't even know that I had, but I checked under uh, my sink cabinet, and I'm so happy because it's, it's a wonderful pack that I can use again for cleaning. I would say that these sponges and scrubbers are durable. It's like insane. They don't tear apart. They last like scouring pads, but you know, they're all natural and they do biodegrade. They do clean um, and you know, they do get the job done and they're great, you know, great price for them. They do last uh, many years, especially if you do take care of them, um, you know, not making sure that they're waterlogged or uh, in high intensity heat environments, you know, and you want to make sure that they are, um, uh, they're cleaned after use and you maybe want to run them through the dishwasher. Uh, I saw a few videos online where um, one of the, the, 
um, the YouTubers, I think at World Composting, uh, he went ahead and you know can stick them in the dishwasher and they don't really tear apart too easily and they're able to be cleaned and kind of sanitized. So maybe that's a way that you'd rather you know clean them. I love the fact that they're made from, again, hemp and agave and cotton and that cellulose and loofah is like the perfect combo um, and it's, it's perfectly biodegradable and I love, love, love that. Now, some things that I wish would improve are that uh, I wish it was more available in different types of stores because it can be hard to find and I wish that they were active on social media. As you'll hear me talk about, they don't really have um, a prominent social media presence, if any. Um, maybe that will change in a few years. Maybe they'll be reactivated and have more products um, that they you know, have out on, on their shelves in different types of stores. But for now, as far as I could tell, not really active on social media. Uh, the prices of the sponges are great. Uh, probably won't run you anything uh, more than six, seven dollars per uh, item. Depends on what it is, you know, a scrubber versus a sponge versus the dish wand will probably be in the same range generally, um, but they're amazing, amazing products. So I give them five out of five green thumbs up for everything. It's an amazing brand. I love it. So Twist Clean uh, can be found in stores and online, but it'll, it'll be your best bet to find them in um, places where um, they sell cleaning products, maybe not as a specialty, as a store, but in a place like maybe Target, maybe Walmart, um, uh, another place that will you know have cleaning products or maybe green or eco-friendly cleaning products, you'll, you'll probably find Twist sponges in their cleaning products. Uh, you can find them at places like Amazon or eBay in limited quantities though, so you have to get them when you see them. Uh, Mom's Organic Market, Target, and also possibly at uh, natural uh, health stores because they'll maybe have uh, a bigger range of health products that are natural in general. But uh, to uh, let you know, they are pretty hard to find on some level. So if you do find Twist products in their amazing sponges and cleaning products, be sure to uh, buy them when you can because they'll probably... Uh, they probably won't be restocked anytime soon. Uh, Twist, as far as I could tell, uh, doesn't really have any social media platforms, but the company behind them is the Sponge uh, Technology Corp LLC. So to contact Twist, just check them out on the website, twistclean.com. That's, tr that's Twist spelled the traditional way. Uh, then go to the Contact Us tab at the top of the website to call or message them directly. You reached the end of the episode, so thank you for uh, tuning in. And this was a pretty good episode, uh, mainly because the topic was, I think, something that almost everyone is familiar with in some way. And for those who love paper and the uses of paper, I hope that you really enjoyed this episode. Uh, I hope that it serves you well for the different purposes that you can use shredded paper and the different types of shredders that are out there and the sources of which you can get those those different types of paper uh, from everything from cardboard and newspapers to scrap paper and posters even. 
So uh, I really had a great time with this topic, and I thank you again for always tuning in, listening, and sharing uh, my episodes because it really adds up, and it's just amazing support. And I I love uh, getting to you know talk about all these different types of topics, and research and find things that you know are are new and different, and having that support is just amazing. And I can't get enough, you know, I can't get enough of the feedback and just the uh, shares and the reviews like it's amazing um the greener thoughts community here and it's just getting better and better and there are more things i do want to do in the future uh, regarding the podcast um but there are also ways that you can support greener thoughts in big and small ways of course you know by uh, sharing episodes um, by rating the podcast because there are a few different podcast uh, platforms that you can go ahead and rate. And then uh, they're supporting uh, via uh, sending funds to uh, via uh, anchor.fm forward slash Greener Thoughts Podcast and then going to support. And there are three different tiers of what you can support really low uh, per uh, monthly uh, tiers that you can support again. So thank you for listening, and I hope to cover more stories and talk about all things environmental in another podcast episode coming soon. But until then, please take care of yourselves, and also please take care of our planet. See ya!